Hey friends, this is John White, and you are listening to episode 73 in Stories from the Revolution. This is the fifth episode in this series where I've been reflecting on this uh, $100 million campaign that uh, we've seen. Uh, it's a campaign that is designed to reach the loss by rebranding Jesus. It's called the He Gets Us campaign. Now, I continue to find data that support my contention that this campaign is fatally flawed and therefore, sadly, in my opinion, a huge waste of money, $100 million. For instance, just this last week, I saw the August edition of a report from the American Bible Society. The report is called The State of the Bible, USA 2022. Now, here's part of that report. <clears throat> First of all, um, I, I need to remind us, I always forget all the different demographic units, what the age range is. So they're going to talk about two of these groups, these demographic groups. So uh, millennials are people aged 26 to 41. And then the younger group right under that are called Gen Z, and they are folks from age 10 to 25. So th they're going to report on um, a trend of people who are from 10 to 41. So <clears throat> they're reporting on a group of people who have made a meaningful commitment to Jesus. That is, these people are Christians. But 66% of them report that they do not attend church, either in person or online, in the course of uh, even once a month. Um, to me, that is a stunning and tragic statement. This younger demographic is the future of the church. The clear implication is that without radical change, what I'm calling a revolution, a spiritual revolution, the future of the church is looking increasingly bleak. What is most concerning is that I don't see many church leaders, traditional church leaders, asking the all-important question, which is, why? Why is it that younger people are abandoning the church in increasing numbers? What does this mean? And the most important question is, Jesus, what do you want us to know about this? And then what does this have to do with the He Gets Us campaign? This is the campaign that uh, reported generating over 500,000 social media engagements in just 10 weeks. Key word here is engagements of some type. Now, even if some of those people who they engaged with actually made a decision to follow Jesus, where will they send them to be discipled? Into churches? These are the very communities that two-thirds of young adult Christians refuse to attend. What is wrong with this picture? As Tony Daniels said, the leaders of this campaign we've been talking about have misdiagnosed the problem. They see the problem is how people see Jesus. Therefore, we've got to rebrand Jesus. But Tony is suggesting, and I agree with her, the real problem is how people in the world see the church. And by the way, I haven't heard from any of the people 
who funded this campaign yet, these folks who came up with $100 million. So let's just keep praying that somehow one of these podcasts will find its way to one of them and that they'll be curious enough to say, hey, could, could we talk? That, that would be a fun conversation, I think. Now, am I talking too much about the problems with the church? It seems like that topic comes a lot up a lot, and maybe, but my perception is that most traditional church leaders are still in denial. It's like the Titanic is sinking, but as they say, a lot of these leaders are still engaged in rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. So whenever I find data, like this data from the, uh, the Bible Society, <clears throat> I want to bring that to you. So it's not just John's subjective opinion. This is uh, data from all kinds of places explaining what is actually going on. All right. Having said all that, I want to shift gears. So I, I've, been, I've been criticizing and complaining. I think justly so. But I want to shift to the positive side. I, I want to present an alternative, a positive alternative to what it might look like to reach the lost, to make disciples. Um, so what could be done to reach the lost that would actually work? And my contention is that this, he found, he, um, he gets his campaign in the end, isn't going to work. But what would work? Uh, what's been demonstrated to work in the past? What would address this fatal flaw of an increasingly unappealing church? And by the way, I, you won't be surprised to know my suggestion is not better or different marketing. Even more important than that, uh, than asking what would work, I want to ask the question, what did Jesus tell us about how to reach the lost? Did he have a strategy? And I think he did. And by the way, his strategy, his solution also wasn't better marketing. So I think there's something called the Jesus strategy. And uh, in order to understand that better, over the next episodes, I'm going to talk about four topics. Uh, we're going to explore these four topics. This is, this is the alternative that I'm proposing. And let me give you a preview of each of these topics. All right. The, the first one is I'm going to explain to you what I think a disciple is not. So this is the negative. Um, there is an approach to making disciples that is found in most churches and parachurch ministries. The details and form of this approach vary from ministry to ministry, but the underlying values and practices are pretty similar. And it's the way that I was discipled as a young Christian, beginning at the age of 15. Uh, and it's then how I discipled many other people in my ministry. And probably you're familiar with what I'm going to be talking about. But what I'm going to tell you in upcoming episodes is I've come to believe that this is not what Jesus had in mind for his disciples. I'll explain why it really didn't work for me. Uh, but as I've said, it is at the core of contemporary Christian culture. So you might be ex uh, surprised when you hear what it is, um, what I think a disciple is not. That's the first topic. Second topic, naturally, I will shift into telling you what I think a disciple actually is. I'll explain the picture that Jesus painted for what a disciple is. I think when you hear this, 
you may find it surprising also. You might say, how is that even possible? How would you do that? Well, I'm glad you asked because that leads to the third topic, which is, what is the Jesus process for making disciples? Again, I think you might be surprised by this because it's so different from how many uh, Christian ministries, current Christian culture, has approached this topic of making disciples. And finally, I'm going to come to the whole issue of reaching the lost. So what you're seeing is that I don't think that's the starting place, uh, reaching the lost. Um, I think it's the result of something else. And so I'm going to explain, this is the fourth topic, I'm going to explain how this way of making disciples actually results spontaneously in reaching the lost. You might be shocked by that. If you've ever felt guilty about not sharing your faith enough, what I share here, I think, will put you at ease. If you've ever felt anxious about confrontational evangelism, I remember some of my training involved going door to door, knocking on doors and trying to share the four spiritual laws with people or talking to strangers. If you've ever felt anxious and uncomfortable about that, I think you will love this section. I'll show you what I think is clearly Jesus' strategy for reaching the world with the good news of the gospel. And my contention is it's something that happens uh, organically and naturally and spontaneously. All right, those are the four topics. So that's what's coming. All of this is about the spiritual revolution, sort of saying this over and over again, which I believe is already underway. I think we live in remarkable times, and I'm looking forward to unpacking this with you further. So I'm John White, and I am excited today to be a part of this revolution with you.